listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. And welcome on in to episode number 135, loaded show for you this week. AEW was in town over the weekend. CM Punk craziness. MJF is back. We have a great WWE clash at the Castle show to talk about. We have an awesome wrestling showcase show that I personally covered this past weekend. And we will hear from Matt Cardona. In addition, we have AAW, freelance wrestling, and so much more. And our special guest this week, Rocket Pro Wrestling owner, Bill Shelley. Stay tuned for a whole bunch more right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle. But what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your boy, Mason Perks, and you're listening to Windy City Slam, baby. The best podcast the shy has to offer on professional wrestling. So turn it up, turn up. It's your boy, Mason Perks. And you're listening to Windy City Slam Podcast. Yeah. Back here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So much to get to, so let's get into it. AEW's All Out was this past Sunday night at Hoffman Estates Now Arena. And a lot happened. Let's get into it. The casino ladder match. The Joker ends up winning the match. And bear in mind, at this point, we don't know who the Joker is as he comes out. So the Joker ends up outlasting Ray Phoenix, Penta El Zero Dante Martin, Claudio Casagnoli, Wheeler Yuta, Andrade El Idolo, and Roosh. So basically, when it was time for the Joker to come out, a bunch of masked men came out and attacked the rest of the field. And one of them retrieved the poker chip. And the guy that retrieved the poker chip was Stokely Hathaway. And then the other guys unmasked is Ethan Page, W. Morrissey, Lee Moriarty, and the Gun Brothers. And then the Joker walks out with his weird mask and everything, and he enters the ring. Stokely just hands him the poker chip, and the winner of the casino ladder match is the Joker. Trios tournament final for the inaugural AEW World Trios Championship. And somewhat not surprising, the elite of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks win that title. They defeat the trio of Hangman Adam Page, John Silver, and Alex Reynolds. 
TBS Championship. Jade Cargill remains undefeated, retains the title by defeating Athena. Six-man tag team action, and this was as exciting as I thought it would be. We had Wardlow and FTR defeating the team of Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. And plus, after the match, we end up seeing the return from injury of Samoa Joe. And then Powerhouse Hobbs dominates his former Team Taz partner, Ricky Starks. And the AEW World Tag Team Championship match, this was electric. It was Swerve on our glory, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland retaining the titles over the acclaimed of Anthony Bowens and Max Caster. The fans were really expecting a title change here, though. The acclaim was super over with the Chicago crowd, and they totally booed when Lee and Swerve won. Even when Lee and Billy Gunn did the little scissor me deal at the end, the crowd booed that as well. It, they really wanted the acclaim to win, and they are really hot right now, and I can see them winning the tag team titles very soon. Four-way match for the AEW Interim Women's World Championship. Tony Storm comes out victorious defeating Dr. Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and Akaru Shida when Storm ended up pinning Hayter. And then Christian Cage pins Jungle Boy after Luchasaurus once again turns on Jungle Boy, attacks him during his entrance, choke slams him on the pyro grid, and we have some special guests, EMT security helpers, to come check on Jungle Boy, including GPA, Storm Grayson, and JPH, which I thought was really, really cool. And then Chris Jericho defeats Brian Danielson after a low blow and the Judas effect. Six-man tag action, Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro defeat the House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews. And in your main event, Chicago CM Punk pins John Moxley to regain the championship. That wasn't the biggest thing of that match, though. MJF comes out, revealing himself to be the Joker, and the crowd goes nuts. They even played like a Tony Khan phone call or a voicemail to MJF saying, come back, we miss you, the fans miss you, even though you don't miss the fans. And it was basically Tony reneging to MJF's wishes for more money for the duration of his current contract. And now MJF is that top contender, holds that poker chip, and he can cash in on CM Punk whenever he pleases. But the show is over, but the other show is just starting. Afterwards, in the post-show media scrum, CM Punk just goes off on Colt Cabana. He goes off on the Young Bucks. He goes off on Hangman Adam Page. And I'm telling you, he did not hold back. F-bombs galore. And a lot of personal dirty laundry got aired out there. And wow. Just wow. And if you didn't catch it, check it out on YouTube. Several media members have uploaded it. I, unfortunately, was not in attendance for that. I'm just not going to comment on that fact. But crazy stuff from AEW. Fantastic booking with the MJF angle at the end. Although this press conference may have overshadowed that too. But hopefully on Dynamite, they right the ship a little bit. And 
there's talk that there was a fight with CM Punk involved with the Bucks backstage after some of his comments. Going to be interesting to see what really went down there. Going back to WWE, that was Saturday, September the 3rd. WWE's Clash the Castle in Cardiff, Wales. This was a really strong show as well. And in the main event, Roman Reigns once again retains the undisputed WWE Universal Championship by pinning Drew McIntyre with the help of not Jimmy Uso, not Jey Uso, but their little brother, Solo Sokoa from NXT, who now appears to be part of the main roster. WWE SmackDown Women's Champion Liv Morgan retains over Shayna Baszler. Six-woman tag, it was damage control of Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky. They defeat the trio of Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka when Bailey gets the three count on Bianca Belair. A really personal grudge match, Seth freaking Rollins defeats Matt Riddle. And yes, he actually has his first name back. Bravo, Triple H. WWE Intercontinental Championship, and this thing was hard-hitting. We had Gunther with Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. They have Imperium back together, and Gunther pins Sheamus to retain the championship. Tag team action, Rey Mysterio and Edge defeat Judgment Day of Finn Balor and Damian Priest. However, after the match, Dominic kicks Edge in the nuts, hits his father, basically turns on both of them, walks away, and is this talk about Dominic being Eddie Guerrero's kid? Is this true? This is an Eddie Guerrero maneuver. Anyway, let's talk about NXT Worlds Collide, and that was also this past Sunday, September the 4th. We're just going to hit the highlights on this one. It was a great show, and you know how much of an NXT mark I am. Braun Breaker unifies the NXT and NXT UK championships by defeating Tyler Bate. And then Mandy Rose unifies the NXT and NXT UK women's championship by beating Mako Satomura and Blair Davenport, formerly known as Bree Priestley, when Mandy ends up pinning Davenport. Now, switching up to local events, and this was an event I was at personally, the Wrestling Showcase at the Hyatt Regency Schaumburg, Chicago, this past Saturday. Eight-man tournament to crown a champion. Really cool event. Tip of the hat to the Chernoff brothers and Derek Kuklich for his hospitality to the media members. They really care about their local wrestling media. I saw some of my local brethren there. A lot of people that got shut out from AEW's All Out which boggles my mind because they really should have some openings for local media too, and not just national media for shows in Chicago. But, you know, that's my rant for the day. That's my CM Punk press conference rant for the day. So, okay, I'm done with it. All right, to the wrestling showcase. Now, two-match pre-show. The surprise of the afternoon was Ernest the Cat Miller with Sonny Ono bringing back WCW memories, defeating Dave Segan. And then we had an NWA National Championship match. Scion defends the title and retains against Joe Alonzo. And this Scion guy, I mean, where have I seen this guy before? Hmm. 
Anyway, on to the main card. Eight-man tournament begins. Opening match, Rich Swan pins Johnny Showcase, a.k.a. John Morrison. And they even had a little bit of a, a draw between Morrison and Swan with, with Johnny Showcase's drip sticks. Yes, he brought that gimmick from WWE with him to this show. And then we had Impact World Champion Josh Alexander advancing. He defeats his rival, Moose. And then Jacob Fatu defeats Steve Macklin. And in the final quarterfinal match, Matt Cardona pins Tatanka. And after the match, Cardona winters in pain. He appears to re-injure his bicep. Hmm. And then in an OVW showcase match, Fanny Pack Kid Cal Hero from Milwaukee pins certified Luke Curtis. And now we go back to the semifinals of the Wrestling Showcase Tournament. Josh Alexander pins Rich Swan to advance to the final. And then Jacob Fatu defeats Brian Myers, who is subbing for Cardona, who appeared to be done for the night. So Major Brother partner slips right in, but he could not get the job done. So Jacob Fatu advances to the finals against Josh Alexander, or so we thought. But first, we have the MLW Women's Featherweight Championship. Taya Valkyrie retains, defeating Deanna Perrazzo and Chelsea Green. After the match was restarted by showcase host Karen Jarrett, due to some chicanery by Vexed, as Perrazzo helped Green initially win the title. So Perrazzo took out referee Brian Hebner, and then they used the belt to KO Taya and get a three count. But Taya, after Karen Jarrett restarts the match, Taya is victorious. And then the championship match, Jacob Fatu and Josh Alexander are in the ring. Matt Cardona's music hits. And now Matt Cardona says he claims to be okay. He said he just got off the phone with his lawyer, Smart Mark Sterling. And then Karen Jarrett comes out and says, yeah, he's okay to be in this match. He didn't lose in the semifinals. That was Brian Myers. So maybe a logic gap there, maybe not. I don't know, but let's roll with it. And now it's a triple threat match. And your wrestling showcase champion, Matt Cardona, defeating Jacob Fatu and Josh Alexander to win the title. Now, a lot of stuff went on toward the end of this match. Moose came out and took out Alexander. And then Myers and Green helped out Cardona as Chelsea Green finally hits Fatu with a low blow leading to Cardona getting the three count and the celebration. Now, let's hear a little bit from Matt Cardona in the post-show media scrum. Matt, I'm sure getting released from WWE a couple years ago was heartbreaking for you. After it wasn't for me, no. no? the best thing that ever happened. Okay. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah that which no, leads... Seriously, at the time, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I did not resign my contract. I knew... Um, I knew my contract was about to be up, and it was every day the anxiety, do I stay, do I go, do I stay, do I go? And ultimately, the decision was made for me, um, and I'm so fortunate for my time in WWE. Uh, in fact, when I got released, I was looking at a picture of me and my dad at WrestleMania, at WrestleMania 32, and with all smiles. I knew it was the best thing for me. I knew it had to happen, and instead of sitting on my ass, I, uh, you know, I made sure, I didn't care about proving anyone wrong. Mm -hmm. I wanted to prove myself and my fans right, and over the past two years, I know that I've done exactly that. Really cool to talk to Matt Cardona during the media scrum. 
And now let's go on to a couple of local shows. AAW Pro this past Thursday night, Destination Chicago at Logan Square Auditorium. AAW Women's Championship match, Chrissy Janes retains over Billy Starks. And then we have the AAW Heritage Championship. Davey Vega defeats Ace Austin to win that title. Impact World Champion Josh Alexander defended and retained that title over Masha Slamovich. Great match between two veterans. Davey Richards knocks off Rich Swan. Six-man tag. One called Manders, ACH, and Jossie defeat Aussie Open and Zachary Wentz. And in your main event, the long, great championship run of the gunslinger Matt Fitchett comes to an end as Jake Something defeats Fitchett to win the title. Kudos to Matt Fitchett for running for about eight or nine months as the champion in AAW. And congratulations to Jake Something on winning that title. Freelance Wrestling was also this past Thursday night, September the 1st. We're going to plex him at the Emporium Arcade Bar in Logan Square. Six-man scramble. Devon Monroe defeats Isaiah Velasquez, the sort of incredible Iverson, Matt Nix, Sean Galway, and Sigma. And then GPA pins rookie Reagan Lydell, even though she's looking really, really good so far in her first few matches. This was her main show debut for Freelance, and she looked terrific, and GPA was a hell of an opponent for her. Colt Cabana defeats Alfonso Gonzalez in a really fun match. We had basketballs involved and everything, so it was kind of crazy. We'll get to more crazy in just a little bit. Sky's the limit. This is a team of Saban Gage and Xavier Sky. They defeat Janai Kai and Yoya. That's a really impressive victory for a young tag team. I'm really liking Sky's the Limit. And then we had former freelance champion Storm Grayson defeating Tony Deppin in a really crazy match. We had billiard balls going into Tony Deppin's nuts. We had people flopping on the tables while people were still eating. It was quite the environment and quite the brawl. And then Storm Grayson wins the match inside the ring. And then we had Project Monix with James Russo in his corner, defeating Cole Radrick. And in your main event, the Bang Bros, August Matthews and Davey Bang, defeat Bussy of Alley Catch and Effie to retain the Freelance Tag Team Championships. Couple more items of note. This past Saturday night, September the 3rd, Power Entertainment's Road to Russell Rage at Rumpoles up in Twin Lakes, Wisconsin. Big highlight here, Mateo Valentine wins the Battle Royal. He last eliminates Jimmy Blaze. And now Valentine earns a POW Entertainment Championship match against Max Holiday at Russell Rage at the Brower House in Lombard on November 5th. So Valentine, who recently just won the AHW Championship could be adding the POW Entertainment title to his ensemble as well. And also of note, I'm just so happy for Mateo Valentine, Joey Mayberry, and Moondog Greg Murray for getting an opportunity at this past weekend's Effie's Gay Brunch Show. They're such an important part of the LGBTQ plus community, and I'm so glad to see local talent get some love. All right upcoming this weekend 
We have Friday, September the 9th, ICW Milwaukee's Let's and Go in West Allis at the bar. And Saturday night, we have a bunch of shows. Saturday, September the 10th, Rocket Pro Wrestling presents Fall Brawl at St. Joseph's Park in Joliet. And we're going to talk a whole lot more about this show with Rocket Pro owner Bill Shelley in just a couple of minutes. But a couple of tweaks to the card since I talked to Bill as this interview was recorded in the middle of last week. Brubaker has been added to the Jason Hotch Marche Rocket match. And the winner of that match becomes the 20th entry in the Rocket Rumble. And this is the second time this four-way match has changed. Dustin Mack will now replace Justin Mason in the four-way qualifying match for the Rocket to the Top ladder match in November. And that match features Mack, the Ryan Matthews, Quinn Wittick, and Aaron Stone. Also this coming Saturday, Northern Lights Wrestling presents New Moon at the Godley Park District. Windy City Pro Wrestling presents the champion in Sycamore. Premier Pro Wrestling's Put Up or Shut Up in Woodstock. GLCW presents Rockin' at the Lincoln County Fairgrounds in Merrill, Wisconsin. Special guest, WWE alumni Marty Janetti. And also Saturday night, Brew City Wrestling presents Fall Friendsly in Waukesha. All right, that was a mouthful. Coming up next, Rocket Pro Wrestling owner, Bill Shelley. And we'll preview Fall Brawl. Coming up next, right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. All right, back here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Very excited to have on the program for the very first time, the owner of the Joliet-based Rocket Pro Wrestling, Bill Shelley. Bill, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. It's been a long time coming. And in fact, I'm going to be at my first show in November for Harvest Havoc. But first things first, we're going to talk about the big fall brawl show this Saturday, September the 10th, coming up at St. Joe's Park in Joliet. And before we do that, let's talk a little bit about Rocket Pro Wrestling. It's been in business for nearly four years now. You're entering your what, what you call your fifth season. And October of 2018 was when it began. And it kind of filled a void in Joliet when... Um, for about a year or so, there was no real wrestling in town. Pro Wrestling Blitz ceased operations in 2017. And then Rocket came in and kind of filled that niche. So how did you get involved with Rocket? And then how did you end up picking Joliet for your venue? Well, I'm a parishioner at St. Joseph's Church in Joliet. And we are also very big Pro Blitz fans. Um, so how we started in Joliet is when Pro Blitz wasn't there anymore. I had the wrestling ring in my backyard. That's a funny story. It has to lead up to this. 
I asked my son when he graduated college what he wanted. My dad bought me a used Trans Am when I graduated. So what do you want? He says, Dad, I want a wrestling ring. Before you know it, bam, I got a 20 foot by 20 foot regulation WWE ring in my backyard in Downers Grove. Well, we spent more time trying to keep the sun and the rain off of that thing than we did actually using it and wrestling in it. So Pro Blitz was gone. The pastor at St. Joseph's Church, I went to him and I said, hey, I'm going to start a wrestling company. Can we use St. Joe's Park and bring wrestling back? He was in total agreement because people don't realize the bar, all the proceeds from the alcohol sales go to the church. They do not come to Rocket Pro Wrestling. So the church makes good money, plus we pay for the venue. So they do really well, and it helps pay the utility bills at the park in the wintertime when there is no scheduled events at the park. So being a parishioner at Joliet at St. Joe's, that kind of brought it in. And again, like I said earlier, I was a pro blitz fan. We were at every show. I was known as the guy who doesn't leave the bar until Billy Wack or Grin comes out. <laughs> yeah, those blitz shows were a lot of fun. I was at St. Joe's Park probably maybe five, six years ago when they brought in Bobby Heenan practically last minute to do that show. And, and that was quite the amazing experience meeting him and then seeing guys like Mr. Riccolo run the show. And then you got, you know, Vic Capri and rough crossing and machine and grin uh, Shogun, Chris Logan, a lot of exciting talents come through pro busing blitz. Yeah, they sure did. And I was at that show. I was in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was there. It was one of the first shows I actually got to use my camera at. Uh, it was pre windy city slam. I, when I saw Bobby, he didn't be announced. I'm like, I'm going to this show. I have to meet that guy. I know he not the same as he was like when he was younger because of the cancer and everything like that, which was kind of sad. But at the same time, I got to meet Bobby Heenan. I got a picture with him. It was really great time for this Mark to meet Bobby the Brain. And, and Pro Wrestling Blitz always did a great product because I also went to their big WrestleFest show. I believe it was WrestleFest 5 at the Park District, and they had like stars on top of stars that day. Yeah, they did. I was at that one, too. So you and I have been crossing paths for many, many years, sir. Yep. And now we actually get to meet a little bit face to face and kind of talk a little bit about Rocket Pro and get to know you a little bit. So I'm very excited to have you on the show. Thank you. All right. So how did you get into wrestling itself? You know, uh, how, how long ago did you actually start doing like any promotions and stuff like that? My uncle. My grandmother's brother was uh, worked in Chicago pro wrestling with the original claw back in the day. So I've been in wrestling since I was a little kid, black and white TV. All we had was channel 26. You got home from church on Sunday and there was nothing on. You had the Lone Ranger, Cisco kid or wrestling. So of course we were all watching wrestling. Well, then before you know it, we're all wrestling around the, the front room. We called it where I grew up, not the living room. Yep. And, uh, that was how that started. My wife is a huge wrestling fan. Uh, her family was all wrestling fans. And my son became a wrestling fan because I bought tickets. All kids are into like something when they're little. My son was into Star Wars tremendously. Yep. And I took him to the Allstate Arena and The Undertaker came on. And when The Undertaker, the lights dropped, the dong hit, and my son's jaw dropped. From that day forward, it was all WWE all wrestling and that's just what it was so really it's it's three generations out where it actually started with us uh from my great uncle all the way through to my son now and you know hopefully beyond because what we try to do at rocket pro wrestling is bridge those generations 
So I want grandpa there. I want the, the son there who's probably in his 30s or 40s. I want his kids there. I want the wife there because we got more guy eye candy than we do girl eye candy at RPW. Um, <laughs> and we got a full bar. We got concessions. And they need to, we need to bring those little fans into big fans. And that's the goal of RPW. It's not necessarily a money-making business for us. It's more about wrestling and promoting our talent. Passion project, then. It is. It really is. I mean, it, it's the fun way for the family to stay together. It's safe. It's clean. We're Catholic. You know, there's not a lot of swearing. There's not a lot of scantily clad women. We're not risque. We focus on what all of us, I mean, most of us wrestling fans, what we really want. I mean, me, I'm all about the entrances. The wrestling's great. Love the wrestling, but I like the back and forth between the fans. I like the back and forth between the wrestlers. I like the heel versus the face. I want all that stuff to, and, you know, WWE was real heavy in that in the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. And we are heavy in that now. So we got a lot of tricks up our sleeve this year. It's the presentation aspect that I've been impressed with watching you, you guys stuff on YouTube. You know, you got the, the video screens, you got the elaborate entrance, you got the 20 by 20 ring, which you mentioned, you don't, you don't see that anywhere either other than like the big promotions. So that's really kind of a, a cool selling point for anybody you try to promote for to come in to wrestle on your shows or the fans to kind of see the whole entertainment and excitement aspect around that show. I really, really like that and can't wait to see that in person in just a few weeks. Yeah, you know what? We're going to be happy to have you. And I'll give Tony Scarpone from Pro Blitz a lot of credit because his shows were really good productions. And never trying to be in competition with anybody. I, I love everybody in the independent wrestling world. We're not here to compete. We're just here to showcase. And um, I am an event guy. It's what I do for the Knights of Columbus. It's what I do for the church. I run fish fries. I do this. So I just take my God-given talents and use it and pour my heart into that arena to give everybody what they had. Some people don't realize this, but if you look at the show, there is nothing in that backdrop that says the word RPW or anything. It's because I want the wrestlers and the talent to use what I have and what we're giving them, a 4K beautiful picture of them making their entrance to promote themselves. If they make it to NXT, RPW's name is in NXT. Somehow, some way, they have to come through me, or they have to come through Impact, or they have to come through somebody under freelance, whoever. Um, that's really what we want. Not fame and fortune, just recognition. Really, really cool. I do appreciate the fact it's a passion project because Windy City Slam is kind of the same thing for me. Sure, I want to make a little bit of money here and there, and it's starting to creep in a little bit. But yeah, I mean, those first couple of years, it's just basically me kind of just spending my own money to make this thing work. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. And, and I could see with you guys, too, you could see the passion oozing out from the management to the performers, to the fans that attend the shows every month. And speaking of month to month, you guys do it like a season. You do it from September until May, and then you take the summers off. Is that just because the church is busier during the summer and you guys don't want to get It's because of the park, because all those people book their big events, and then 10,000 people are outside at those venues. Big, giant bands come there and play. The pandemic really messed things up for the park, really messed things up for the Catholic Church, which we all know by watching the news, and messed things up for RPW. We were fortunate enough that the pastor of St. Joe's and Joliet 
allowed us to have our best of the Midwest competition. There was a time during the pandemic where we allowed 75 people in that venue. So uh, Gunnar Brave, one of my wrestlers, came up with the idea, let's do a best of the Midwest elimination. And we wound up doing it. And it really helped because once a month, we would put out a match, which kept us alive for 12 months and in the fan's eye. So that really helps. So the reason we do run September or uh, September through May is mostly because we can't run in those other months. And let's face it, you're an independent wrestling yourself and anybody listening or watching would, would know um, being an independent wrestling. Oh, I got graduation that week. Oh, I got a confirmation. Oh, I'm going to great America. You know, that affects our fan base and I'm not going to put out two grand to produce a show. And on the if come that I might break even, yeah. you know, it's just not in the cards for a lot of us smaller promotions. Indeed. All right. Now we're going to move on to your first event of season five, Saturday, September the 10th rocket pro presents fall brawl at St. Joe's park in Joliet. And that's just East of the intersection of Theodore and Rainer. The doors are at four. And then your bell time is what? Four 30 that day. Bell time is always at five. We get five. people time to get okay. in and get acclimated. Yeah. Okay. So bell at uh, bell at five. Cool. And then you have this tremendous card. It's already laid out on your website. And we open the show that world famous, fabulous idols are going to open that show. They won the right to control rocket pro at the last show of last season, winning that elimination five on five match. And senior official Damien saying had a big hand in the idols ended up winning that match. So what's your feelings about that and the idols wanting it all right now? You know, they earned it. Um, they cheated though, you know, so it's kind of tough for me to say how I really feel because after the boot to the head, when they actually got the opportunity to even fight for that, uh, the right to run the show. Um, I was, they went after, they went after Shelly, my wife, and I ran in and I got booted in the head. And my son also was taken out by Flash Harris uh, with a knee to the eye socket. So he had a severe orbital, a severe orbital skull fracture, which again, any dad goes to protect his wife and his kid. You know, that's just how it is. When they won again, they cheated in my opinion, but they still won. Uh, that's the nature of this business. And I have to give them the respect and I will honor my word uh, that I would let them run the show. And I'm going to honor that word and they will come out. The announcers, Steve Arendt, Professor Blackburn and Shelly will not make their entrances because the idols are not going to be upshown by anybody. I'm not sure if our announcer, Timmy Too Sweet, is going to make his entrance um, pretty much. We'll have everything ready. We'll have it all set the way it would be for a normal, regular show. And they're going to have to tell us what they want done. Now, is it just for the one show or did it control it for a certain period of time? Well, that has never been stated. It is that show that they control. Okay. Um, honestly, if you look at where our titles are laying, the Chicagoland Championship, the Intercounty title, uh, the Outer Limits title they have, they're only missing one title. They got the tag team titles, so they're only missing the RPW Championship title, which is currently resides with Christian Rose. I can honestly say I don't see an end to their takeover um, as a wrestling uh, fan like you. 
they are aggressive and they are winning because of that aggression and that that so to speak cockiness i mean they're they're arrogant but they're winning what do you say to that yep. you know gotta just let it happen and ride it out and see who's gonna quote unquote save the day interesting to see how this turns out now let's get into the card itself we have a fatal four-way qualifying match for the rocket to the top ladder match. And that will take place at harvest havoc in November. And the four members of this match are Quinn Wittick, Damian Morningstar, the Ryan Matthews and Aaron stone, all very impressive talents in my book. I actually have a card subject to change on that. Damian Morningstar will not be with us. We will have just amazing. is taking his place in that match. And just, just amazing. It's been just amazing for Rocket Pro Wrestling. Fans love him. So it's it's going to be a great match, especially now that even he's in there. So, Yeah, those are four terrific talents right there. And just amazing. I think it makes it even better. It's, it's pretty awesome. And the next match you have slated, and this is a match where it's two guys that I personally love. They've each been on my podcast twice each, and they're just – Outside the ring, I'm probably killing kayfabe here. They're just terrific people. You have Cody James on one side, and then you have the master of the Chicago Bear Hug, Steve Michaels, on the other. This match is going to kill it. Well, you know, I put it out on social media as the battle of the Giants because they tower over me, you know, and I'm not a small guy. And they have been fantastic with the fans, uh, fantastic in the locker room. Um, you're right. They're seasoned veterans. They uh, and they have a passion for the sport. That's a match. And again, I'm going to give Kevin Palmer Nuke the King of Doom is was his wrestling name. I know you know Nuke, and I know you you know and know him as Kevin as well. Mm-hmm. He is a great asset to Rocket Pro Wrestling and what he does with uh, putting these matches together. And that this again is his genius on paper. Yeah, that's going to be a terrific match. And now let's fast forward to another match, the RPW Inter-County Championship. And this is interesting because Flash Harris is the title holder, but it's an open challenge. So it's pretty much open to the entire roster to come and see who can face Flash Harris and prove their medal and possibly win the title. Yeah, and there's a lot of guys that are going to be there for the Rocket Rumble that I can't even disclose because you know what? I don't even know who they are. I'm the paycheck, but you know, they, they don't tell me what's going on because I'm kind of a blabbermouth. So uh, they never tell me what's going on. The guy, the guys who do the writing and Kevin. Um, so, but that is, there's so much talent that's going to be back a house. I said it earlier. I'll say it again. I'm spending money like a drunk sailor to bring all the Midwest wrestling superstars under one roof. Instead of having to drive all over town seeing your favorite, I'm trying to bring them all to Joliet. And speaking of bringing in talent, the next match, we have one guy that's really established in the Chicago area, and that's all day Marche Rocket. And if there's a promotion in Chicago, Marche Rocket's probably wrestled for it. And his opponent is Jason Hotch, a guy I've seen at Warrior Wrestling, a guy that's been in Impact Wrestling. He's a Trey Miguel guy, terrific talent. This is going to be a great match between two quality guys in Jason Hotch and Marche Rocket. Well, Marche has been with us since day one when we started the company. How could you own Rocket Pro Wrestling without Marche Rocket? 
Um, so we reached out to him immediately. And again, he was at pro blitz quite a bit. So we knew him, we watched him and he was one of our favorites. So we reached out to him and Shogun and, you know, some of the, the, the guys who were with pro blitz, just because we wanted familiars back in the arena and Marche has been fantastic. Um, he's kind of like, uh, having, uh, somebody in the back that knows a lot. You know, so you can go to him with questions. He'll critique your work. He'll watch you on the video because we have a video screen for the talent in the back so that they can see everything that's going on. And, um, you know, he never leaves the side of that screen when he's not on. And he's always talking to the guys, showing them what to do, how to be safe. Just a fantastic veteran in the wrestling business. And then Jason Hitch, I, I, I don't know him. I've never I've seen him wrestle on Impact. Mm -hmm. um but i have never met the man and this will be a first for me and a first for joliet from what i understand i don't know if he has wrestled there or not but i believe this is the first time definitely the first time with us yeah i think that's correct yeah i don't believe he's worked underground or anybody else in joliet so that makes sense and then we have the rocket pro tag team championships we have the idols damian gray and johnny nye against no coach joey blues and brian crazer so the former champs are trying to get their titles back and it should be an interesting match it'll be a very interesting match and the arrogance and cockiness of damian gray and johnny nye's tag team and i mean i gotta give them credit again i i personally they really get on my nerves and in order to do that you have to have talent because i'm a nice guy and it takes a lot to, to, to piss me off and these guys managed to get under my skin immediately which is is great i mean that's that's how you do it and you know no coast i'm big fans of no coast they've been with us since day one as well mm -hmm. and they held those titles since we had them um so i was very disappointed that they lost I don't agree with the way that they lost, but there's some tension right now between Joey Blues and Brian Crazer that I don't know a lot about, can't speak to it, but the fans are not going to want to miss this show because I think that may come to fruition or come to a head, and we may see what's going to happen with No Coast because there's, there's definitely some tension there, um, and this is going to all probably take place at Fall Brawl because not looking good after uh kicks on 66 if anybody saw that yeah it's been a long summer for some of these guys and then coming back to uh, fall brawl i mean tensions are probably pretty high because you've been kind of thinking about it you've been sleeping on it all summer so agree uh, all right next match will be the semi-main event for the rocket pro championship the champion old evil christian rose defends against the icon grin well you know old evil Changed the face of RPW. Uh, Christian Rose has really, again, changed the face of the company. Uh, the Coyotes being with him mm -hmm. are a force to be reckoned with. And the fans absolutely love him. Some of them hate him. Some of them love him. Uh, their entrance is fantastic. And I, I love entrances. So the music, the way they come out, their attitude is just uh, un unbelievable so christian rose has the backing of those guys where grin grins a staple in joliet he is having a good time he looks like a kid in toys r us mm -hmm. when he's with us uh he really enjoys working in joliet 
enjoys Rocket Pro Wrestling, enjoys the interaction with the fans, and uh, has really honed his skills with his with his with his character and his product. I mean, he is just fantastic. His wrestling is, you already know, pretty pretty well done. We are very excited to have Bryn with us for Fall Brawl. It was really cool to see him come back into the local scene late last season for Rocket Pro and to see him back and wrestling for the championship and being featured in big time matches. And he's a really fun to watch going back to the Blitz days indeed. Now yeah, he's definitely worth definitely worth the price of admission on his own. <laughs> Yeah, and you could say that about any number of talents on this show. Marche Rocket, that, that James and Steve Michaels match. It's going to be killer, the, the four-way match to qualify for the ladder match. Really, any of these matches. Jason Hotch coming in, too, is going to be terrific. And in your main event, the 20-man Rocket Rumble and the winner will receive a Rocket Pro Championship match against whomever the champion is at Darkness Falls in October. So basically... In this rumble, there's guys that we haven't mentioned yet, I assume, and there's also guys that are probably wrestling in other matches, right? Is that kind of what we're looking at here for the contents of this rumble? There's, there is, and anybody who's in our business again knows uh, there's only so much money, um, you know. But uh, the number one thing is that uh, variety of who's going to be there. And again, I don't even know. So when you see our flyer, or our postcard on social media. The, those silhouettes, blank silhouettes are exactly those because I just don't know who's going to be there. Nobody does. And Nuke will not let anybody know who that's going to be either. So it's going to be a big surprise to all of us. Um, I know that uh, the ones that are on the card that are going to be there are definitely going to be most of them in the Rumble. But there's a lot of surprises. And I don't want to give anything away because I don't know anything, so I can't. But that 20-man rumble is definitely done WWE style so that everybody knows. The buzzer is there. The timer's on the Jumbotron above. We hit the music quickly. They come running down the ramp, and that's it. So it also puts us, our AV tech, our lighting technician, our sound guy, all have to jive as a unit, especially when you do a 20-man rumble. We did it two years ago. And it's difficult. It's not, it's not an easy thing to do. But we're on our game this time. I'm doing a lot, a lot of updates in that arena. Everybody's going to be like, holy, when they see what I did. I went to the Impact show. I was a guest of Impact Wrestling. I found it great. They contacted me from Nashville and said, you know, we noticed you guys, and we'd like to have you attend our show. Eight tickets they sent me. And I was very, very excited, very excited to get those, uh, very excited to be noticed because after five years, it means, okay, throwing my money in this thing, I was noticed, you know? So it made me feel good. It made everybody feel good. And I got some great ideas for my arena from their arena. So I'm bringing in a lot of new things. Very cool. And I love how Impact was reaching out to various promotions in the Chicagoland and the Midwest areas to kind of pro help promote them a little bit and help share ideas with them. And I thought that was a really cool gesture by Impact. And that's a company that really flies under the radar for a lot of people. But I think they're really terrific at what they do. I'm an Impact fan because they reached out to me and I have never been to an Impact show. And I will go again and I will... Uh, 
I would pay because it was that good. And then there's Steve Michaels doing security. You know what I mean? And I see a bunch of my my talent, my guys, my referees that are all in the crowd because they were comped in by other venues, which was really great to see. And it makes me feel like part of a family here in Chicago independent wrestling world where I know how important Chicago independent wrestling is to the wrestling world as a whole. There's a lot of talent that comes out of here. I'm very proud, happy, and honored that I was embraced by all of you guys. So thank you so much. It's going to be a fun show on September the 10th. Tickets are available. Uh, where are they available? I'm going to let you go ahead and you. Uh, well, I can honestly tell you, available at the door. Bring cash. We don't take credit cards. We are old school all the way. You can take the guy out of the 80s, but you're not taking the 80s out of the guy. So I do things the way things were done way back when. If you don't have cash with you, we'll send you to the liquor store to the ATM across the parking lot. Um, but we will be there. We have uh, beers are $3. Uh, mixed drinks are 5 And that's pretty affordable. And I know that they pour them a little heavy there, if you know what I mean. And all that, all that alcohol sales benefit the church. Then we have concessions. We have hot dogs. We have a fryer. So we have fries. You know, pizza, candy, popcorn, you name it, we have it. We go seasonal as well. So October, there'll be hard, or uh, there'll be giant Bavarian pretzels and ice cold beer. We got green beer on St. Patrick's Day. We're a very, very Catholic company, so we kind of we kind of roll with the holidays, if you know what I mean. Um, cool. And we do open the doors at 4 o'clock, and I can honestly tell you with the card that we just read off, you're going to want to get there at four o'clock because I've seen people come in at quarter to five and be looking around and there's no seats left. Or my security guards are grabbing seats from out in the park trying to accommodate you. So your number one thing is to get there at four. Get in there, get acclimated. We show you all kinds of videos. We have video the Jumbotron going up. So we're showing stuff before. We'll entertain you before the show. So please stop in. Before we let you go, I want to go ahead and talk a little bit about your son, Will, and how he's getting into the business a little bit. Well, my son, Will, is Maximus Orion. Mm -hmm. um, that's his character. Um, he's also the uh, director of everything. So all production goes through Will. Um, that includes the lighting guy, um, me, the announcers, all the video editing he does. We do all of that. We have video of, we have a cinematographer. We have two cinematographers, actually. We have Hollywood Mike and Cinema Sean. That Cinema Sean is ringside. Hollywood Mike is pedestal. And all that takes direction. So Will does the scripts, types them all up. He does the cue cards for Timmy Too Sweet. I mean, that's a big, big job. And I mean, he's on it like me. I personally, I'm the arena. I'm the setup guy for the arena and the event coordinator. I also do a lot with marketing, which anybody who knows me knows I'm on social media at three o'clock in the morning every day, pushing Rocket Pro Wrestling or Knights of Columbus or something. I always have my fingers in some kind of church event or, or, or Rocket Pro. So he, Will has really, I mean, excelled at production and he has high standards. He holds a standard up to the WWE. So everything we do, he looks at WWE and said, they don't do that, do they? And I'm like, no, then we don't do it either. 
That's awesome. I, I love the fact that he's kind of immersed himself with all this production stuff. That's a lot of great knowledge. If he, if he decides to maybe run the company himself one day or maybe branch out, maybe even join a bigger company and kind of work with them too. I mean, that's great experience. Yeah. Once you're doing what he's doing, it, you have to live it. I don't think you can just get a job and say, here, this is on my resume, right? And also, before I let you go, there's this one guy that's kind of omnipresent in Rocket Pro. His name is Chet Gunderson. Now, what can you tell me about this Chet Gunderson guy? Chet Gunderson is my CEO. Um, I cannot be at every show. I'm a very busy guy. Um, I won't be at Fall Brawl because I don't know what, how I would react to the idols being at my show. So Chet Gunderson will be running that show, even though the idols are running it. He's got to run the other side of it, the money, the things that need to be done back a house that the idols are not going to want to do. They're just going to want their finished arena. You know what I mean? And so they can do their thing. Chet Gunderson, I met him. I grew up in Berwyn and I met him. People used to call him the mayor of Cermak Road. And now he frequents the bars on Cermak Road in Berwyn. Um, there's a bar at the end of Gunderson Avenue of all places in between Gunderson and Elmwood. There's a small tavern. And the funny thing is, is I used to be the newspaper delivery boy for the Berwyn life for that same bar where that dude hangs out. So he is Bohemian and German and he's from the Czech Republic and his English is really horrible. And his, his fashion of dress is out of control, bad. Um, but you know, the fans love him and the fans hate him at the same time. You know, um, he's not real friendly. I mean, he's very friendly with the women, but the women are not very friendly back to him. And he hangs out with the lovely intoxicated men, which are a group of guys who are just Chet Gunderson fans that are always in the camera's eye and always posters of Chet and outside the park chanting Chet in the middle of the night, a half drunk. Great guys. But uh, Chet is very, very necessary to this company because I can't do everything. And he kind of shadows me and does things that he needs to do to get things going with the actual show when I don't have time. He's definitely an interesting dude from what you just told me. All right, Bill, um, I want to go ahead and have you promote social media, whether it's for yourself or for Rocket Pro, if there's any merchandise available and where people can get like tickets or notice on future shows as well. Um, you can go to our website, which is the Holy Grail, www.rocketprowrestling.com. Everything is on there. The match card is on there for you to view. The link to every social media is on there. LinkedIn, Facebook. Twitter. Um, we are part of the Joliet Chamber of Commerce. You can find us on the Joliet Chamber of Commerce event page. Um, we are also uh, on, on Facebook. We have a fan page, uh, which we, I allow our fans to post on there without being scrutinized as to what they put on there. So they can speak out loudly as to what they want to see, what they want to do. So it would be Rocket Pro Wrestling fans on Facebook or just Rocket Pro Wrestling on Facebook. Me, if you want to get a hold of me, it's Bill Shelley on Facebook, and you can catch me anywhere. If you just search Bill Shelley, S-C-H-E-L-L-I, on Google, it pops up Knights of Columbus, Rocket Pro Wrestling, 
and a bunch of silly, stupid stuff I did in the 80s. But besides that, it's all on there. Um, I really thank you for the opportunity to be on the show today. Bill, thank you for coming on. And we're looking forward to covering Rocket Pro a whole lot more over these next few months. Fun talk with Rocket Pro Wrestling owner Bill Shelley. Fall Brawl is going to be a great show this coming Saturday night, and they're going to have a great season of shows back at St. Joe's Park in Joliet. And I'm very excited to be able to cover one of those shows in the next couple of months. Very pumped about that. All right, next week, we will recap the week in local and national wrestling. Plus, we're going to preview Chicago-style wrestling's falling down and we'll have a special guest to be determined and can catch it all right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody.